Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We are back this week with Coach Ned Hanford. Uh, he is a favorite of mine, has been a favorite for a while. Um, anyone who's gone to Pottsville knows that uh, Ned is the man, um, probably one of the best storytellers around. And, uh, you know, you listen in the interview, involved with a ton of stuff uh, that it's really easy to miss just how uh, impactful. Uh, he is in the community and obviously has built a, you know, incredible swim program. And to do that from someone who's never swam before and was known as a football player and a very good one at that, um, it was uh, a pleasure speaking to him. And I can't thank him enough for taking the time. Uh, before we get to uh, Ned, we have a message from Darren J. March. He is the certified financial planner with Raymond James. That was a pretty good radio voice there. Darren is a Pottsville native and has been advising clients for more than 18 years uh, in Northeastern PA. I think that's 18 now. He specializes in retirement planning and offers an independent, unbiased approach to investing. Raymond James has not offered some investment products, which allows Darren to be able to structure a plan to fit your needs, not the needs of the firm. Did a little copy editing there, Darren, if you're listening. Uh, change a few words around and make it a little smoother. If you have a 401k or retirement plan from a former job or if your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, give them a call for a free, no obligation review, 570-640-8010 or email them at darren.march at raymondjames.com. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. All right, we are recording. So this has been one that I've been looking forward to for a while too. So I, I, I do appreciate you taking the time. I, I was kind of at home and I was kind of thinking about how, you know, how I'd want to start this interview. And I guess my earliest, my earliest memories of you were through Steve Wyda. Uh, we grew up together and I remember, you know, he was a big swimmer and I remember he used to have a shirt that says uh, boots and pencils. And I said, what you know? What's that about? You know, and he's like, he's like, oh, kicking ass and taking names, and I was like, huh, okay, um, but I still, I, I didn't know you personally, um, and then when I transferred over to the middle school in seventh grade, and we'd walk around uh, the top of the gym, I remember seeing your picture at the Hall of Fame, and I'm thinking, you know, I see you in the football stance, I'm like, that's a that's a swimming guy, um, and I think that's kind of the thing is you're known as a swimming guy now, but you know, you're part of uh, you're part of city government. You were a football coach. Uh, you went to East Stroudsburg on on a football uh, you know scholarship. So there's more to meets the eye with uh, with Coach Hanford, and uh, I guess um, <clears throat> my first question. So you went to Pottsville, graduated right? from Pottsville in '70. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and then you went to East Stroudsburg. You were a lineman there. Uh, did you know you were going to come back to the area? I had hoped. That was always my hope and my dream to come back to Pottsville. And uh, I jumped at the chance to come back, which was mostly engineered by Bill Flynn. But, yeah, that, that was the plan all through college, come back to Pottsville. So you came back. You started uh, uh, teaching. You, you always taught phys ed? Yep. Uh-huh. Health and phys ed. And then you started uh, coaching football. Yeah. Um, I came back in uh, the... December of 75, that's when I started at Pottsville, and they needed somebody to coach the swim team, and uh, I had coached two years prior in the summer at JFK, 
And while I was at East Stroudsburg, I took some swimming classes, and that's what gave me background in swimming because the middle school hadn't been built until after I left Pottsville to go to East Stroudsburg. Oh, okay. So then, all right. So then you came back, and it was, it was a new pool. Yep. Uh, which is now named after you, which is amazing. Did you ever think that that would happen? No, I, I never uh, really. That was a big surprise to me. Huge honor. Very humbled by it. No, that I never. I... Uh, when I got involved in swimming, I was doing it just to uh, to fill fill the gap till somebody else came, and nobody else ever came. So I just stayed with it, and it, it of course, you know, it was a labor of love. So how did how did you uh, like you know you kind of remind me a little bit of like Coach Cesari with wrestling. Like you, you didn't really know anything about uh, swimming. You kind of just got thrown into this position, and then before you know it, it becomes a passion. What part of like uh, being a football player, for example, did you bring over to the swimming pool? Well, I, you know, it's funny. Your philosophy of of coaching probably is molded by who coached you, and that's how it was. Um, it was Bill Flynn. I was very fortunate to have Coach Flynn as uh, as a coach and a mentor, and uh, I probably took a lot of those uh, same techniques and philosophies into the pool some of them didn't work real well so we had to change them a little yeah. bit but as time goes on uh, you develop your own style but he was a huge influence in my coaching and in my life yeah well and we'll get to coach Flynn because i know you, you listened to coach keating and he th he told the story about him slapping around the back of the uh the the station wagon so oh, yeah i i know you have some a, a plethora of uh, coach flynn stories so the thing I, I, I noticed, too, uh, well, again, when I was younger and I didn't know you, is like, you know, I looked at this swim team and it was kind of like a, a ragtag. And I, and I say that in a good way. It was like you, you found these guys that maybe were a little, little rough and, you know, maybe wouldn't go out for another sport. But you brought them onto a swim team. You kind of made them feel a part of something. And obviously, you know, winning tradition with, uh, with the whole program. I mean... Did you, was there a lot of trial and error when you first started? It was all trial and error. I probably learned more from uh, those early kids on, on the early teams than they learned from me. Uh, you know, a couple of those guys had summer swimming experience, either at JFK or Ivy Side, which were the two teams that fed our program, and, and talked to a lot of different coaches, read a lot of books, and, and tried to do the, the best the best I, I could, but everything was an experiment, just like an experiment in the laboratory. This was an experiment in human performance applied to the pool. Now, did you guys do good right away, or was there some, some down years when you first started? Well, initially, we, uh, we were in the East Penn League, and the East Penn League is, is really tough. Uh, a lot of bigger schools. We That's, were one uh, of, this is dog, by the way. <laughs> we were... We were uh, Either at the bottom or near the bottom. Now East Penn, is that Lehigh Valley? Yeah, that's okay. Allen and Liberty, Dura, Freedom, East and Emmaus, Parkland, all those big schools. And uh, now they had established programs, YMCA programs, and big teams. And we, but our kids were always competitive, always uh, really represented the school and the community very well. And as time went on, we got better, and actually, by 1989, we were district runner-ups, and all the schools were bigger than us. So our kids represented 
Pottsville very well. Now we always talk about like the coal region, you know, and, you know, playing football when we went down the Lehigh Valley, Coach Keating would always say you know, they looked down their nose at you guys. Was there a kind of that mentality on the on the swim team? Absolutely. And I'd be a liar to say that you know, I didn't feel that way initially. Uh, people you know, and you can't hide uh, how you feel. And I, I could sense that, you know, they, um, it, whether it was socioeconomically or athletically, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they just had a, a, a sense of being superior. And uh, that bothered me, but it always fueled uh, our fire for competition. Uh, I can distinctly remember back in 1980 when I was coaching both football and swimming, we went to Emmaus, and they were district champs a few years running. And we were getting ready to start the meet, and I remember this, this heavyset woman from Emmaus all dressed up in green, and she looked up at me as I was walking by on the deck, and she said, Welcome to Emmaus, uh, uh, the home of real athletics. <laughs> and, and I looked at her, I said, We'd kill you in football. <laughs> we might not be in tonight in swimming, right. but we would kill you in football. It just it just touched on a nerve, and I thought they they just thought that uh, not everybody, but they just thought they were a little bit better than us, and we certainly used that to our advantage. Well, yeah, I mean that chip on the shoulder is always good too to have. Now, is swimming? I don't know much about swimming, but is swimming a sport? Like if you if you took me. You know, I'm not a I'm not a naturally good swimmer. Could you make me a, a half decent swimmer just with practice? Is is that what, kind of what you like about it? Is that you could just grind it out and kind of absolutely. Uh, there, there's no question. You, you come to us with a, a, a couple things. We'll make you into a good swimmer. A, if you're not afraid to work, which obviously you're not, and you have some athleticism, athleticism which you do. And you're intelligent, which you are. Yeah, we we can make, and we've done that. Most of our kids that swim in our high school team come out for the sport as freshmen, sophomores, or juniors, which with no background before they come in. That's mm. the majority of our kids. They're looking for a sport that they can be competitive in, and that's and that's what we do. Now, are you a little bit like a mad scientist with with some of these workouts? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not a traditional uh, coach in swimming. No, not at all. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to have kids who were patient and uh, <laughs> allow me to try certain things, and they buy into it, and we've been successful. And I've uh, recently, in the last few years, uh, been in uh, contact with some coaches who are equally unconventional uh, two fellows out in Arizona and the uh, head coach now at, at Virginia who uh, had great success at NC State. And their workouts are, well, they're similarities. And sure. I'm learning a lot from them as we go on. You know, and, and you say unconventional. Obviously, once I got to, to know you, you were, you were very influential with me in terms of, you know, I credit – you know a very good football season to you because i mean you got us working out and you, you know i remember you took us down to you know big john schaefer and <laughs> yep. uh yeah. but you got that weight room the new weight room i mean you you spearheaded that um i mean there is some aspects of the old weight room that i miss but uh you know the grunge of it but you got that new weight room up and running uh you know you introduced an advanced conditioning class at, at the high school 
And the thing about it is that you have, I mean, it's, it's evident that you have a, a pure passion for it. Um, you know, when, when we, some of my best days uh, that I remember was just, you know, at the high school, um, you know, before my senior year in the summer when the work, you know, in the, in the work, you know, in the, in the gym and just lifting it in. And I remember, uh, you know, a, a couple songs came on. I remember you said, this, this is like a, a spaceship, right? To, you told me a little bit about growing up in Pottsville and, I, I do cherish those days, and I, and uh, it, was, it was definitely fun to just sit back, lift lift weights, and uh, and listen to stories from you. Well, it it like I said, with you know, coaching Apostle was a labor of love. There, there's no question about it. The camaraderie and the work habits that you develop in the weight room carry over to football. Although the weight room is is so very important physically, the, I think the biggest. Uh, plus is the mental toughness that, that you get in the weight room. Mm-hmm. It's a, your, your confidence level goes up. And uh, the harder you work, the harder it is to give up. And that's what I, uh, I really enjoyed um, working out at East Stroudsburg. That's where I, my roommate and a few other fellows and myself, those guys really had a big influence on, on me because of how they worked and how tough they were and the value of being in the weight room. And without that, uh, I couldn't have played at, at East Stroudsburg. It, it and, and one of your roommates was Jim Cantafio, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great, it was a great uh, uh, coal region coach. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, and, he lift, and he was a good lifter. He was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he was very, very strong. Most quarterbacks kind of shy away or, or tolerate at best the weight room. He was from Dunmore, as was my roommate. And there was a, a core of guys, and most of them Cole Region guys, who really, we took uh, a week or two off as soon as football was over, and then we were right back at it hitting hard. But those guys really knew the value of lifting. Now you know you were an old lineman, and you know you mentioned before uh, before we start recording. I coach John Flannery, uh, Pat Flannery grew up with you. He did give me a pass to to the east side here. He said I'll be good if I just use his name. Um, yep. But what O line coach? I guess if you don't play football, O line coaches are they're a special breed. Um, you know, I talked to to Jimmy Shields. I mean, when he talks about. Coaching the O line, I mean, his his eyes uh, light up. I mean, what is it about the O line? Is it because they're unheralded and it's just kind of like this little subculture on the on the football team? And you know, you guys do take pride in kind of you know not getting the glory is is kind of what you guys love more than anything. You find out the value of. Uh the guy next to you and, and really uh, and I'm sure in law enforcement and in the military it's very important uh, having somebody else's back because let me tell you what it's a very difficult task being an offensive lineman because no you don't get you don't get the glory that the backs do and if you miss a block you're going to hear about it from a lot of people but when you get the block and spring the back everybody's all over right. the back and it's like it's expected that you do your job but when you don't uh you get a, a whole lot of criticism but a smart line coach is somebody who's tough but lets the, the lineman know that uh, the coach is on their side and that's that's very important and i was fortunate to have coaches who really uh you know ma- made that happen made you feel like you know, 
Okay, we're going to be tough on you, but we're behind you 100%. And mm-hmm. that's, that's important with, with offensive linemen. Now, uh, again, I have, I have a list of things here in terms of, you know, just your contributions to the area. I mean, obviously, you're known now for, for swimming. But you brought water polo uh, to Potsdam High School. Um, you were the city controller, right, and city council? Yep. Um, for a number of years. You're also the voice of the tide on WPPA for a while, right? Yep. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember how many years, but boy, that was, that was very special. To, and that goes back to my days when I was a kid, and Ed Romance did the uh, games on WPPA when I was growing up, and, and an away game, I'd be right by the radio listening, and that, that was a lot of fun, too. Yep. Um, I, I also forgot to mention uh, the pencils and, uh, and, uh, and boots, but I also like the Club Ned, This Ain't No Vacation. <laughs> Do you still have those shirts? Uh, they're pretty threadbare. There, hey. there may be one or two you, uh, in the community yet, but uh, we haven't. That that goes back to like the late 1980s when Club Med Med right. was like a vacation. Yeah, yeah. And one of our guys, it may have been Eddie Padinsky or Billy Godalunas, who were two sharp guys, say, "Yeah, it's, it's it, we're kind of like Club Club Med. We're Club Ned." And then the other one said, uh, "Yeah, but it's no vacation." <laughs> and that. You know, th- those guys, by the way, Eddie Paninski and Billy Godalunas, along with Seth Diamond and uh, uh, Sean Gallagher, were the guys who really helped put uh, Potsdam on the map on a district level. They were the first guys that got district medals, and mm-hmm. that was late 1980s. But they were a fun group, too. Now, last year you, uh, you won the district. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people... You know, obviously around here, football is, uh, you know, a football game. But uh, a swim meet at the uh, at, at Pottsville, is, uh, that's an experience. Yeah, uh, little by little, we're, we're, we're making things uh, a, l- a little more fun. And we're not, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching a game over the weekend, and I'm thinking, boy, you know, the old pro wrestling, how it's a lot of theatrics yeah. and lights and, and whatnot. And the wrestling team kind of did that. At uh, they had this uh, fundraiser match, and it, it was almost like going to a pro wrestling. They turned the lights down. They had a smoke machine. They had uh, pyrotechnics. They had, I was thinking, boy, we got to do a little bit of that at the swim meet to make it a little more spectator friendly. But uh, we haven't quite uh, gotten to that level yet. But it was real neat. With the but how loud wrestling. does it get when when you have like a, a district meet or any, like or a league meet? Uh, at the district meet, it it gets so loud because you're indoors and there's no acoustical material or very little. Right. And it's 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 like concrete and it can reverberate. But I remember we had a meet with Blue Mountain. This is going back a few years ago, and it came down to the last relay for both the boys and girls. And during the girls' race, it got so loud. I remember feeling my balance being affected by the, wow. it, it, it. It made me stop and stand up and think, "Wow, the reverberations are that loud!" And of course, and it was a great race, but it was the competition between Pozzo and Blue Mountain that that was as loud as I remember it ever being at at a meet. When did you When did you realize, like, okay, I have I'm doing something good here. I'm going to stick with swimming. Was there a moment? Well, I, I, I think it's you're, you're always uh, 
trying to improve each and every year. Uh, if you do something well this year, then you set your goal a little bit higher next year, and you keep going and going and going and trying to improve. And that's why we, we not only keep school records, we keep the top 20 list for every single event. And we have that in the locker room. So kids can say, okay, I want to get on this top 20 list. Maybe I'm 17th or 18th. And then I want to move up to 14th or 12th and then make the top 10. And that way the kids are always trying to climb the ladder. And that's no matter how good you do this year or this meet, you can always be a little better. I know Steve White is listening. Is he is he on the list? Steve White is definitely on the list. I have the list here. I'll have to show it to you. He, and Mike and Mike and Mike too. I'll tell you both 50, of them. Fifty free, uh, freestyle, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Steve could uh, Steve could swim breaststroke as well as freestyle. Mike was a, a freestyler. Both played water polo. And when we first started water polo, there was a two point shot. Steve had a good arm, and we would try to, like in basketball, set up a, a, a screen and, and pick him to get to the uh, out in front of the goal in the two-point area to let him shoot a, a two-point shot. That was that was a big part of our offense that year. Now, uh, I, again, we, we mentioned before, uh, you know, Coach Keating told the Coach Flynn story. Do you have a Coach Flynn story that that's your favorite? I know you have. A, I know you have a bunch. I mean, you're you're renowned probably in the area of being the best storyteller. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell this, this story because it involves both Coach Keating and Coach Flynn. And this is, I guess this goes back to 1980 when Coach Keating came over from St. Clair and he was now at Pottsville. And, he, you know, like myself, you know, his, his long-term goal was to come to Pottsville and that's where he played and had mm. a, a great career as a player. And he, So one day uh, we were having a... It was a Sunday meeting, and Coach Keating and I had come in early, and then uh, I guess Coach uh, Laubach and Coach uh, Caristia would come in later on. And co you would, Coach was in one of those moods on the Sunday. Something was bothering him. And the guy who was processing our game films was from Mount Carmel. And I don't think Coach <laughs> trusted him because he was from Mount Carmel. And you're supposed to get 400 feet on a reel, Oh, you're right. This is not tape. Now, this is real. It's back in right. the old, uh, I guess, the 32 millimeter yeah. or whatever it was, with an old camera. And uh, and he, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're giving us 400 feet. Like, well, maybe, maybe we just kept the ball on the ground and went quick. No, right. we're going to go out and find out. So out we go to the football field. <laughs> he gives me a pencil, and I put the pencil through the reel, and I'm holding the reel. He marches down the field with Coach Keating, who's pulling the the real the film all the way down. He gets down to the goal line at the other end of the field, and there's still there's right. still I yell, Coach, there's more, you know, there's more film here. And then he was upset because yeah, he had the 400 feet, so <laughs> off he goes up up to the locker room, and there. There I am with Coach Keating, and we're putting the, all the film back on the reel. Coach Keating gets up to me. He goes, you're not going to tell anybody about this, are you? I said, oh, yes, I am. I'm telling everybody. This is a great story. Now, Coach Flynn, I mean, did you ever question him or no? 
It wasn't even thought of. Um, to a to a point, you had to know uh, when to and when not to. He he told you right up front when you started coaching. Uh, he's a dictator and he's a benevolent dictator, but it's a dictatorship. Right. He called the shots. And if I had to, you had to know how to approach coach. You wouldn't. Uh, you certainly wouldn't question him in front of the kids. That that would <laughs> that would not end well for you. But there, there were things that. Uh, he agreed to, and, and and we and we instituted, and mm-hmm. they and they went well. Yeah. Now you're, you're retired from teaching, but you're still coaching. Uh, I, I don't I don't think you're going to be hanging up. Uh, what, what do you how do you hang What do you hang up in the swim trunks? I guess in, in swimming. Uh, <laughs> the you still love it as much as the first day? Oh yeah, it's uh, when when you're a coach, you're a coach forever. I mean, when when you have that in your blood, um, I, I don't know what guys do or or guys meaning guys or girls unisex term guys if we have girls and guys i refer to them all as guys okay it, yeah I it's the same a thing. Yeah. unisex term but when when coaches get out of uh coaching i don't know they better have a hobby mm-hmm. and it better be something that can take care of a lot of free time i don't know what i would do so when do I get? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes back to December of 1975. So Jerry Ford was in the White House when <laughs> when I started, and uh, I don't know. You, you never know what's ahead. So all I know is I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you know anyone who's who swam for you, anyone who's known you. I mean, you are invested in 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 the students. Like I remember. Um, there was a, a, a Brian Piccolo award up in uh, oh, yeah. in Pittston for it was like an Italian American football player in, in high school in the area, and you and you submitted me. You wrote up everything. I didn't ask you. I didn't even know anything about it. And uh, you know, I'm sure you've done that a, a hundred times over for for different uh, for different students and student athletes. And that that's uh, the utmost compliment to you for that. Well, let me tell you what you deserved winning that, and it still bothers <laughs> me to this day. But it's because the only reason you didn't is because we're from Pottsville, and they gave it to a guy from up in that area. Nobody uh, deserved that. That that award w- was made for you with, well, with the outstanding uh, career and especially senior year. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what uh, they. Uh, well, the fix was in there. That's all I can say. You should have won that. Now, do you ever do you ever give a speech before a, a swim meet? Like, do you bring out an old? Uh... Yeah, there's. You know, uh, it's it's not quite the same as as what would be said in the football locker room. Right. But, you know, the the biggest thing is is for them to uh, reflect back on, on their sacrifices and, uh, also keep in mind the sacrifice of all the guys that are sitting around them and, and, uh, how important it is not to let them down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and just, you know, a, a game day competition day is, is, is payday. Uh, just like uh, a blue-collar worker goes to work all week and then Friday comes, and that's payday. And that's what uh, a competition day is. It's, it's, it's your opportunity to, to get paid for all your hard work. Now, uh, does, does shaving, does that actually, is, that, is that a mental thing or is that really? It's, it's a combination of things. Does it make you feel faster? Yes, it does make you feel faster. Does it make you faster? 
uh, that's very, very small. There's not that much drag. But what it does do, it exposes the nerve endings uh, at the hair follicle, and it also gets rid of a lot of dead skin, and it just, it, it's an exhilarating feeling, and it makes you feel like you're just you're flying, flying through the water. And just the fact that it's, okay, we're going we're gonna to shave down, and it's something that we've done, and it makes us faster, and then the whole belief system kicks into high gear, and uh, it, it just makes you go faster because of feel and belief. Is, and that, is that like, um, you know, like in, in football, we'd shave our heads. Is that, is that day kind of like a, a big day when you shave? Oh, yeah. It's like a, yeah. oh, like yeah. a team uh, building, oh, if you will. Yeah, and what we do is we get the clippers out, and we clip the longer hair. Some guys are a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of hair <laughs> on my legs, and it doesn't take me long, but some guys you, are You pretty, need to bring out the head trimmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at first couple times we did it, we didn't even use the clipper. We just we were in the shower, and you have your bathing suit on, and you you shave anything that's exposed to the water. And uh, the only problem is girls, uh, they shave their legs all season long. Uh-huh. And you have to kind of talk them into, hey, you know, last month or so, don't, right. don't, and some of them don't like to hear that. And uh, But w- when you do hit the water and you haven't been shaving it's 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 exhilarating so it makes you go a little faster well thanks so much coach uh definitely uh, enjoyed this and appreciate this and obviously we'll be rooting for you uh and and come uh was it fall winter we're we're a winter sport just like uh wrestling and basketball and uh you know our our kids uh, the names change but the type of kid hasn't changed upon so mm-hmm. we, we still have this whether no matter what sport whether it's wrestling or football or or baseball uh, we're very fortunate and that's the reason you know you, i wanted to come back to Pottsville. so well, we're glad to have you oh appreciate yeah. you my friend fredo god bless you thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it thanks for listening i'm sure you guys uh appreciated uh, coach hanford as we all Um, do. And I will see you here next week. Thanks again.